Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 176. Myself, Jack Neville and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another busy week of action to look forward to and look back on with hurling, football, ladies football, camogie, colleges and a lot of outstanding issues to get through. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? I suppose we hear it every week, Matt, that there's no sympathy in this game for anyone, and there's no sympathy on anyone paying for diesel at the moment or, or petrol. It's kind of a bit astronomical. Isn't it? Oh, Jack, it's 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 just unbelievable. But um li- listening to Liveline yesterday, and you just wonder um uh, to what degree or what element of opportunism is there uh, in, 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 in this pricing of, of, of diesel and petrol, especially um, in anticipation of um, the, the, the government's duty cut? Because um, there are a number of people um, r- rang into Mr. Duffy um, compare, you know, outlining what the price was the day before the cut and what was yesterday. And there was a considerable difference, like, and, like, you know, surely to God at this stage, we must be able to devise a system that, that can regulate these things and control these things. Um, like, if, if there's opportunism, opportunism in it at the minute and what people are going through um, and, you know, we don't know what what's down the line for us because listening to people like the bakers last night and that, that you know, that, that the price of bread is going to go up and um, like that the price of feedstuffs is going to be extremely scarce. Like there, there's a lot coming down the line because of one madman, one madman, you know? So, um, um, yeah, let's, let's hope. I'm, I, I, I'm hopeful that it may be shorter rather than longer, but that's, um, that's the last half full element that I, you know, that I usually look at. So let's yeah. hope that the common sense will prevail. Now, I know the foreign ministers of the respective countries are meeting us this, this Thursday morning. So um, that seems to have moved on from delegations to high powered. So there's only one more step it can go. But um, the chances of Mr. Putin meeting anybody, I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't hold my breath in that one. You know? No, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how that one plays out. Um, I suppose we'll be looking, we're not looking for money. Um, money going to the right place, the club link withdrawal for 2022 is back at the end of this month. It'll be drawn live on Limerick Live 95FM on the 26th of March. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great, I suppose, initiative to get money into the clubs. Half the money you pay into the draw goes back to your respective club. Um, top prize every month is 10 grand. I don't know if you've ever won it, Matt. I haven't won it yet, but there's always the hope. There's 20 other, eight other cash prizes and a, a star prize each month. This month, I think it's a 
a stay for a family at the centre parks uh, up the country. But it's just it's a way of, I suppose, giving back to the hurlers and footballers and inter-county level and also to your club. Um, I suppose, do you have anything else to say on the club Limerick trauma that just is so worthwhile every year? Yeah, Jack, um, I, I haven't won it either, but I have plans to do so, Jack, hopefully. And what would you do um, if you I'm won optimistic it? optimistic about that. Yeah, Jack, look, if, if, if you're looking for a model um, of a draw where it's a win-win for everybody, this is it, Jack. This is it. Yeah. And it, 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 it is so affordable. And the prizes are so generous. Like the, there's the, the first prize every month is, is, um, is 10,000 10, euros. Now, the, the fifth prize every month is an exclusive prize. And uh, you, you mentioned it there about the, the, the voucher for 500 or whatever it is for that hotel or up the country. And like you, 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 have, you have 28 further prizes on, on, on a sliding scale down to 100 euros. Like, and anybody that wins 100 euros, Jack, might sound like pittance, but it means you have your investment back at least. It's an excellent mm -hmm. draw that is doing excellent work. And, and, um, it's very, very easy to look at it and say, right, you know, that, that, that benefits our county teams, which it does, and that's, that, that is fantastic. But, Jack, it also benefits our club clubs. Mm -hmm. And, and um, uh, speaking to club members, you know, um, that have bought into it, 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 it is their lifeblood and it's their saviour. Because, like, you know... Clubs are, are, are confronted there every the beginning of every year with huge bills for insurance and registration. I, I would say nearly even immoral bills, you know, at a time when there's very, very little happening and very, very little income. But um, the, the, the club Limerick draw, and, and Jack, it's an easy sell. Yeah. It's an easy sell because there are a number of options as to how people can pay it. Yeah, so, you can go rent it as well. I think that's easy for the club. But um, I, 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 I honestly think, Jack, that that it's it's a no-brainer about joining it because, you know, for the average person out there, it's an opportunity to play their part in helping for the preparation of the county teams, and at the same time helping in the running of their local club. It's a win-win-win, Jack. Yeah, it's definitely and, a win-win-win. Um, for anyone you know, that's involved, I, I'll just. I, I, the, the, the week, uh, the month that I'll win the 10,000, Jack, we'll do the podcast without a hat. <laughs> okay. I, I would say we could do it maybe in a hotel or something. We could go to the manor and do it live. Um, for anyone watching, that's just to enter there www.clublimerick.ie forward slash drop. It's as easy as that. You'll have it set up in a couple of minutes. And if you do direct debit, it's done for the year. You don't have, I think it works at 8.33 a month. It's at nothing. Yeah, you would. You definitely wouldn't miss it. Um, and I suppose you wouldn't. You, I, wouldn't, you would. You wouldn't get two points for it, Jack. No, you wouldn't get. I, I wouldn't get any bit of diesel for it either. So I know I keep that. No, no, you, 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 you'd be lucky to get four liters now. Yeah, but um, I suppose the last announcement is the the ten k for Milford Hospice is on this Sunday. It wasn't long coming around. That was it. I suppose we were no. promoting it a few weeks back. Um. This Sunday in the round duel at 12 midday, um, you can sign up online or I think you can sign up on the day. Um, just a bit of atmosphere. Um, it's for a very good cause, as we said before. Um, and I know it's very appreciated when anyone signs up for, a, for the Milford Hospice run. So the last two years it was run virtually or it was run at home. So it, it's great to have all these things coming back now. 
fantastic, Jack. Fantastic after two years' absence, and like there, there are no words that you or I could utter that would um, that would um, uh, do justice um, to the wonderful work that Milford Care Centre are doing for people. Um, it has touched so many, many, many families, and like there is universal agreement about um, the quality of the care in the place is absolutely second to none. And they deserve every support that's possible. And I understand that even, even though you cannot turn up on the day in, in, um, in UL on Sunday, that, that there are plenty of facilities for contributing to this, to, to this, this particular fundraising project. So I, I would, just as I would exhort people to join the Limerick Draw, I would exhort them also to get that few quid extra and and uh, put it put it towards Milford Hospice. Um, uh, absolutely tremendous, tremendous work in our community. And I, I suppose uh, people don't fully realise um, uh, the value of a facility like Milford Hospice until they sadly have occasion to use it. Yeah, that, that's so true there. Um, as you said, um, if you can't show up on the day or if you can't make it on the day or you haven't signed up yet, MilfordCareCenter.ie is the place to go. Um, if you can't show up on the day for any reason, you can still donate, as you said. So, yeah, it, look, um, get out and support on Sunday. If you can, um, I don't think the horrors of footballers are, are in action. I, we'll get to all the games around this weekend. Actually, should... actually, Jack, um, John Kiley and and uh, a number of his hurlers are, are head, neck and heels involved in it. Yeah. Um, if you go on to their Instagram page, you'll see an awful lot of the hurlers um, campaigning for it. So um, it promised to be a great day um, if you can get out and get to you at around that time. Um, you have the Camogie sides both in action on Saturday. The footballers are also in action on Saturday. So you have a clear run on Sunday to get out to UL. Getting into those games, Matt, uh, I think we'll start with the footballers. They entertain Westmead this Saturday evening in the two skeleton grounds at 7 o'clock. A huge game, um, whatever way you look at it. Big game for, for Westmead as well. If they lose, they're pretty much out of reckoning for promotion. If Limerick win, like they have one foot in Division 2 after being in Division 4 just two years ago. Um, so many permutations, Matt. I suppose probably the biggest game of Billy Lee's tenure so far. Possibly the biggest league game anyway, Jack. Yeah. Um, no question about it, and you're spot on when with what you say there. That it probably is of of greater importance to Westmeath in 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 light of the fact that they were surprisingly beaten the last time out in the back game by Longford, um, which which in terms of 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 the entire league and the entire standings, Jack, um, has thrown the cat among the pigeons because yeah. um, uh, suddenly um. The, the six points that Limerick had do not look near as secure now um, that Longford have climbed up to three points because Longford still have Wicklow to come at home, which is the, the penultimate game now. I know they travel to Antrim on 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 um, uh, this weekend, but it, 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 it's 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 building up to being a fantastic league at this stage, Jack, because. Like you've Limerick there on top, you have what three teams on five points? Antrim for Manor, Loud, yeah. Westmead four. They're gone if they're beaten, Jack. Leash. Who would have thought that Leash would be in the lower reaches of the table after four games with just yeah. three points? 
and then you have Longford and Wicklow. And I suppose it's reasonable to assume that the, the, the odds are really, really stacked against Wicklow surviving at this stage. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Very, very condensed there at the top. You, you, you have Fermanagh, uh, who were beaten in the first round pretty comprehensively by Antrim, but they were without the Derry Gunley players on that occasion. But they have, they have bounced back big time. And then after putting two wins, at the, first of all, they drew, and then they put back-to-back -back wins, the most recent over Leash. Like, we have Antrim. And like the, 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 the only fly in Antrim's ointment is the fact that they were beaten beaten by Limerick. And you have Loud now who are who are in, in very, very good form. They went to Limerick and, and, and beat Limerick and then they beat Westmeath in RD. So they're rightly back, they're rightly back in the mix now. It's a it's a huge game for Billy Lee. Now, and and I, I don't want to be a Joe's comforter or anything like that, Jack, but I can never remember us beating Westmeath in league yeah. or championship. Now, I may be subject to correction on that, but I cannot find it. And certainly, they have a, we've never been. It's, <coughs> it's the sixth time we've met in the Todd Millennium, and Westmeath have won the previous five. Good, Jack. Those type of runs and those type of sequences and those type of, of records are there and stats are there to be changed and to be beaten. And like if, if there's an opportunity to, to do it, I think this is this is now uh, our Saturday is, is, is the time to do it. Because if, if, if you look at the Limerick team this year, like after, I know it's only, you, you can say it's only the McGrath Cup. But, um, right, the Winter Kerry got seriously turned over by Kerry and regrouped pretty quickly enough and were distinctly unlucky not to have beaten Tipperary in the second round. That, that to me, shows the type of character mm. that's in this squad. Now, fast forward to the league. Good wins over Lanford and Antrim. You had Loud coming to, um, to uh, Gaelic Grounds, who at that stage were struggling. There to be taken and loud turn over Limerick. Then you had the daunting trip trip to Ockram facing you. And Limerick responded. I am I'm I'm very happy with with with, with the with the um with, with the capacity of this Limerick squad to, to respond when the chips are down. And we, we mentioned it in this podcast already this year, Jack. Their backs were to the wall in 220 when they went in 2020 when they went to Sligo. But anything other than a win, and they dug out a win and were promoted. Like they were in the relegation playoff for Division Two, it was that tight last year when they went to Ockram. Dug out a big result. Dug out a big result against Wicklow, um, in the last time out, in difficult circumstances, on the home straight with 13 players, and a subsequent red card. So, like you, you'd been trying to think. Um, that, 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 that the gods are conspiring against Limerick footballers. Um, but Billy Lee is conspiring better. So, um, um, yeah, I, it's a huge game for Limerick. Huge game. But like Jack, the prize is huge. The prize yeah. is huge because, um, you, you, you know, um, you move on to eight points. You, you effectively um, 
you effectively put Westmead out of the running as far as Limerick are concerned because were they both to finish an eight points subsequently, Limerick would have the head-to-head. You know, mm-hmm. um, not that that's that's a likely scenario, but it's a possible scenario and a possible a possible permutation. Yeah, I, it, 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 it's a huge game, and I, I, I'm pretty confident that maybe Limerick's hour with Westmead has come. Yeah, and it's the first of, I suppose, a triple header of games, three weeks back to back, and these games are tough in Division Three. There, there's no quarter given. To start with a win with that with Fermanagh and Leash to come would be a huge caveat for Middleton's side just to kind of get a bit of, a bit of momentum going. There's obviously huge momentum after Wicklow, but the week break kind of takes away from that a small bit. I know they'll probably have trained hard in the meantime, and there's players like Keen Sheehan and them that have been struggling with injury, so hopefully they're back. But with three games on the horizon, you really want to start with a win, and I suppose if you're going to go off motion, you need to be winning this game. Absolutely, you need to be winning, and 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 Billy, Billy said it at the very start, you know, <coughs> with four games at home out of seven, that that could be four. Um, that home form would def, would define Limerick's season, and ironically, with the three wins out of four at the moment, two of them have been on the road in in Belfast and in Ockram. Yeah. But um, you you you'll take wins wherever you get them, but um. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is a glorious opportunity for Limerick. Now, as I said, the only fly in the ointment, as far as I'd be concerned, was that Longford win over Westmeath. Because, you know, lose the game against Westmeath, it puts that little bit of extra pressure on because lose the game against Westmeath, you're sort of looking over your shoulder, wondering what's happening behind you, having to travel to, um, having to, travel to Leash in the next round and then facing in form for Mana in the last round. You know, as, as you rightly pointed out, it's that three difficult games. Look, Jack, that three knockout games, that three mm. championship-like games, and um, you know it would be the ideal start, and it would kick off the, the an ideal run where 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 Limerick um, to be um, to beat Westmead, and they would be smack on, you know, in 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 uh, you know um, in pole position to get promoted to Division Two. Yeah, I, I, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns uh, in this. Obviously, like I showed the, the table there a minute ago, like for men are playing low, they're both on five. One of those teams has to drop points this weekend. Um, Limerick are playing Westmead, they can kind of put them out of contention. But we could have a scenario that if Westmead beat Limerick, both teams will be on six points. If for men and loud draw, they'll both be on six points. Antrim are on five at the moment. I mean, you're, you're talking about a lot of draws there. But... Even after four rounds, this could go any sort of a way. Like you could imagine, if Westmead and Leash win, who are both on three points at the moment, they've gone to five. They win of Limerick, Leash have to play Limerick. That, like as you said there, like you could be drawn back into, I suppose, the bottom half of the table, or you could really separate yourself from the pack this weekend. Um, with three games, that, 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 that's exactly why, Jack. It's it's such an absolutely crucial game. Yeah, and look, it, it. I suppose from the grand scheme of things, it kind of shows that the league system is working because we have had All-Irelands in previous years where it's kind of, you're waiting for Dublin and one other, either Kerry or Mayo or Tyrone, to meet them in an All-Ireland final, whereas hopefully now, with, um, I think it was changed, that we'll have a league-based system and you can see how close 
these teams are in the league that it's just very exciting um but that's that's down the line but if you had to call the two teams to get out of division three and into division two at this stage with three games left to play would you call it could you call it I think we have a real chance. I I I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be competent enough to call it. Um, um, part of me doesn't still rule out Westmeath. Yeah. Do you know? Um, and uh, you you must remember that they were very very unlucky to go down um, to to go down to Division Three this year. Because in the relegation playoff, they went down to Parkley Cleave, you know, and, you know, put up a hell of a hell of a battle against Cork. Yeah. Whereas, as we've seen since, Cork have, have wars and struggles of their own and, and, you know, could be swapping places with either Westmeat or Limerick come the end of the season. And they have a tricky trip to meet this weekend. And they still have to go to Offaly. So, um, it, it, it's... it's um, it's it's very very interesting, but I I I I think Jack, I didn't expect this question. I hadn't thought time. about it, but I'm not ruling out Westmead. My heart says Limerick, and to be quite honest, Jack, I don't care who goes up with him. Yeah, I I think like we'll know a lot more this weekend. Um, that's for sure. Um, I think Limerick. I think Limerick will beat Westmead. And I think that'll just put them in the driving seat. I think at the other side of the coin, I think the winner of Loudon for Mena, if there is to be a winner, um, will be in pole position just with huge momentum after kind of seeing up under bonds. If they draw, it's kind of you're looking at Antrim then. But yeah, it's very it's very hard to call. But very exciting game to look forward to um Saturday night. I, I, I'll I'll have a deal with you, Jack. Go ask on. me ask me the same question next week. Well, as you're saying, I'll, I'll give you a bell on, on Saturday afternoon afterwards, and uh, we'll see we'll see what we're thinking of. Uh, that's the football um, huge game this Saturday. Um, make it out to the Gaelic Crowns if you can. Um, there was two Saturday night, or there was Saturday night with uh, Longford. There was a good crowd there. Obviously, the hurling had huge crowds against Galway and Cork. It does make that bit of a difference getting there early because there's obviously Camogie beforehand um, at half four. We might touch on that game now. Uh, the Limerick Senior Camogie team are playing Clare at half four in the Gaelic Grounds. Um, a huge game for them as well, for John Lillis and his side. Things haven't gone to plan this year so far. Um, loads, loads of reasons. There's, they're without players, new management. Um, they're obviously drawn with Kilkenny and Cork, which never helps. Lost about those sides. Kilke- the Kilkenny game, I suppose, there was positive sick from it. The Cork one, not so much. But against Clare who would be probably level pegging with Limerick, there's a chance to avoid relegation and kind of kickstart your year with the championship just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, but Jack, it's Limerick's first home game in three. It's Clare's first away game in three. Um, You you, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Limerick gave what was a promising performance against um, against, um, Kilkenny and Cavan in the opening round. And um, he, but you know, if you're John Lewis, a new manager coming in, and if you're the players, and you see um, the randomness of the draw, um, throws up um, a situation where you're, 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 you're paired with two of the top three in the country or the top four, if you include Tipperary, 
um, in the in, in in the country in in the league and not just play not just play, you know in group with them but um, have to travel to both of them in 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 the opening rounds. Well, then that is a bit of a downer. Now, um, uh, John Lillis was was compelled to give was it four or five new players um, that debuts against. Um, Five, I think, again, uh, recollection, I think you had uh, Emma Kennedy, you had Sinead Barry, you had L.B. Larkin, you had Sarah O'Brien, and you had Laura Fenley. They all they all got their, 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 their debuts um, against Kilkenny. And it was a very, very creditable and heartening performance against Kilkenny. But then um, in the game against Cork, and when you need everybody on board and everybody with their shoulder to the wheel, he was confronted with a variety of reasons, unfortunate reasons, that eight of those players were not available, so he had to hand a raft of of, of um, a raft of debuts to, to to a number of players, and of course, Cork were were were, were absolutely flying because they, they had to win it. They they got um they they they, they got a bit of a fright um, in the opening round from Clare and Innes, and um, they were they were letting nothing for, for chance, and they, they they hit the ground running and. Over the course of the game, I think John Lewis probably gave debuts maybe to five or six more players. So you you can see where that is going. It's 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 robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's it's, it's robbing yeah. the junior team who are out this weekend as well. Mm. So um, yeah, and um, now Claire, Claire were as I said they pushed Cork to the very limit, but um, by all accounts. They were distinctly unlucky to lose to Kilkenny by a point in Ennis the last time out. Yeah. Which will tell you that 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 Clare are going pretty well. Now, we played Clare twice last year. We played him in the opening round. I think you were with us there, Jack, in Father McNamara Park in Ennis, a game which we won. Yeah. We subsequently beat him in the Munster Championship quarterfinal in Clarina. So, like, it, it, it would look uh, on, on those bare statistics that, that we may have the, the measure of Clare. But um, I, I don't think it's as simple as that now. It, 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 a lot will depend, and, and um, a lot will depend on um, who's available. I understand that most of the players will be available. Um, and now, among those that were missing were in court were Quiva Costello and, and, and Rebecca Delee who would be two absolute key players. So my information is that both of those will be available to take that position and uh, their place um, be available for selection um, on, on this Saturday evening. Go ahead in the Gaelic grounds at 4.30. So it, it, it's, it's a very, very hard one to call, Jack, but um, uh, Limerick do have a backstop situation where they're to lose is that rather than be relegated for losing, um, they will go into the relegation playoff. And were I a betting man at this stage, I, I would be saying that that will either be awfully or down. Now, down have been weakened this year because their really go-to player, Sasha McCartan, as you know, has transferred her allegiance to Cork. She's now living and working in Cork and has transferred her allegiance to the Bars and is playing singer with Cork and has got goals both against Clare and Limerick. Yeah. So, um, you know, but look, Jack, 
we, we don't want to envisage, envisage that situation. Like what would be best for Limerick on Saturday evening would be to get the job done. Mm. And I think they have a decent chance of doing it, but it will not be easy. Laura O'Neill um, is, is one that has been missing um, as well. And um, I understand on the wind surgery this week, and we wish the very best to look for a speedy recovery to Laura. And, um, you know, full credit to Claire Keating, who came back into the fold and, 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 and has done very, 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 very well. And, of course, had a very good year with Capamore last year and winning the Intermediate Championship. But, um, yeah, and, of, of course, um, Debbie Murphy and, and Karen O'Leary will be missing, who are huge losses around the middle third. Um, Neve Ryan, I think my understanding is uh, probably a couple of weeks away, maybe, uh, but he's closing in on a return, having had surgery in her hand. So um, that is the situation. There are a lot of big names still missing. Um, and some of the new players love us. They get another opportunity to impress, and they've been doing it. Michelle Corton um, did very, very well in Cork. Um, not that we should be surprised at that, because, nope. because she, she, she was very, very, very good um, with the juniors last year until her, her season was 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 interrupted by in my opinion an immoral suspension yeah <laughs> let's not relive yeah, but I, I, look i don't want to be annoying myself and going back over these things we've, we've spoken mm. about that jay it's, it's, it's the the she actually got a three-match suspension she ended she ended up serving four um but you know um you, you, you could just imagine the player she would be had she been involved with the county team last year, the county junior team, and what a loss she was to the county junior team. But um, she got three points down in Cork from play. And, and um, uh, you know, fair play to Michelle. Um, absolutely fantastic to see her breaking and coming forward onto the senior team. Yep, seamless transition for her, and hopefully many more can follow her in that regard. The junior team are in action as well on Saturday. They play Wexford and Clody at two o'clock. Um, Tim McGrath was named as a manager and we wish Tim all the best um, with the year ahead and there's a, there's a couple of familiar faces there um, I suppose it's, it's a bit of a known match we haven't really got a squad well I haven't got a squad yet. No, um, no, 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 I haven't got a squad and I understand the squad won't be released until Thursday evening Jack this Thursday evening so um, obviously there, 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 there will be a lot of people out of bounds because they have moved on to senior you know, um, if you reflect back on last year's team, we, we, we spoke about Michelle Corton, but one of the anchors of the team last year that went to the um, the, um, the, the semi-final against Wexford and the junior championship semi-final against Armagh, of course, was was A.L.B. Larkin and Michelle Corton. And, well, Michelle was missing for most of it, but A.L.B. Larkin, um, who probably would be paraded at the Gaelic grounds on... on, on um, on Saturday evening, who is a very, very exciting young player. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be an, a, a very new look um, Limerick team, um, Jack. Um, it will be interesting to see, and uh, I concur with you on wishing Tim McGrath, um, who, who, from my understanding, is a very, very, very good camogie man, um, uh, the very best of luck on his team. Shane Fitzgerald is in there. I think John Blackwell from your own club is in there. I think... Um, Sheila yeah. Minahan is in there and 
there's, there, there are four or five in there helping him. So we we wish him all the best of luck. But it's it's a daunting task to go to Buntrody because um, um, he, this Wexford team, um, they, they, they you know they they are very 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 strong. Like the Wexford senior team that compete in the All Ireland Championship, Jack are competing in Division Two of the of the um, Littlewoods League. And um, they, they beat Cork in the first round in, down in Castle Road. Um, they're, they're very, very strong. And, you know, I, I, I don't know about the system that, that a, a county that, that's playing, um, um, you know, senior camogie would, for all practical purposes, be playing intermediate league, senior camogie championship and intermediate league. Um it doesn't stack up for me, Jack, because no. Cork have a senior camogie team and they have an exclusive uh, intermediate team. You know, Cork, um, they had two exclusive panels, two exclusive sets of management. Matthew Toomey heads up the senior panel, Trevor Coleman heads up the intermediate panel. <laughs> Excuse me, Jack. Kilkenny are the same. Tipperary are the same. Galway are the same. You know, I honestly think that, that, that Wexford should be in Division 1. As competing yeah. in the Senior Championship and therefore the second team should be in Division 2. And, and like I, I saw Wexford playing last year. Uh, I saw their, their so-called Division 3 team playing last year. Like They, they, they looked a cut above the rest, Jack. Yeah, I remember seeing that Wexford team last year. But I suppose, look, I suppose to be developing, you probably should be in Division Ones who do make a valid point. But um, I suppose that's out of that's out of Limerick's control anyway for the weekend. Uh, the best. How about you think you 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 in a similar situation? You know, I I I I honestly think that this that 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 the situation um that 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 structure needs revisiting. And uh, I I I was speaking with somebody only this morning, Jack. You know who who's decrying the fact that that um, uh, the Komogi Championship has developed into a three-horse race, maybe with an outside chance that Tipperary might gate crash it. Yeah, you, you, you can look beyond them. Like contrast that with the ladies' footballers and the boost and the fillip that the game of ladies football got last year when Mead came all the way from Division 4 over a number of years to win the All-Ireland Senior Championship. A new name. Yeah. Okay, can you see that happening in Camogie? Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't look that way, but I suppose it only takes one team to come come from nowhere like Mead did. Um, and for hopefully, from our point of view, it, it could be Limerick, who have made great strides and John things transpire the call against them um you know clear departures and change of management and stuff so hopefully if we can just get a settled team in for a few years mm. and build that limerick could be the outliers like uh like me talking about ladies football obviously but, uh, before that um, uh, my understanding also is that neve right or uh, not neve ryan but Mairead ryan who's a stalwart with the limerick senior camogie team who had been playing uh, our club camogie with 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 clooney quinn yeah. My information is that I'm hearing that she will be seen in the colours of Bruff in the coming year. So uh, that would be a fit because Moret is originally from Narcania, as you know. 
So that would be a boost to Broth. And um, I understand that, that there's a possibility that Mary O'Callaghan might be seen back in their colours this, this this coming year, this year. To be a huge boost for, for Broth. We're intermediate champions in 2020 and made a fair goal at the championship last year. So as well well, as if you get guys of the calibre of Mairead Ryan and Mary O'Callaghan, if you get the two of them and the one, you know, it's, 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 it's Jack, it's a major boost. You know, it's looking well, well for Brough. It's also looking well for the Limerick ladies football team. Um, they beat Carlo this weekend to make it three from three. Um, their semi-final with Fermanagh is on the 20th in Kinnegad in Westmead. But just on that game against Carlo, um, to be fair to Carlo, they stayed with Limerick for a good spell of that first half. But when that goal went in from Ray Kavanagh, who's hit the net a couple of times, and um, Katrina Davis followed her in that regard, then just after half time, just crucial goals at crucial stages. It was a dead rubber, but it will have been very important for Graham Shine's side to get a third win in a row and just carry huge momentum into Fermanagh, who were obviously beaten by Leitrim in their group stage. Yeah, I I, 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 I watch back the game every bit of it, Jack. Um, I, 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 I have, I'm impressed with the way Graham Shine is going about his business. Um, um, uh, like the, Limerick started off on the front foot in that game. They got knocked over a couple of points. They were playing into whatever breeze there was, Jack. But suddenly Carlo got a grip in the game. Mm. And um, um, in, in, in fairness to Carlo, um, they knocked over a couple of points and, and then they got a very good goal. So it, it, it was well, well crafted because it it, it, it it had to be a good goal to get past the Limerick defence because the Limerick defence as a unit, Jack, have been playing very, very well during this campaign. Make no make no mistake about it. Um, I, I, I thought Roisin Ambrose at midfield was absolutely outstanding. Um, uh, an inspirational call to, to, to hand her the captain's band, I would say. And he's forming a very, very, very good partnership now at the moment with Loretta Handy. But the big three that have returned to the forward line, Jack, um, I was hugely impressed with them. I, I thought, and I'm not being parochial now, excuse me, Jack, but um, I, I, I thought that Katie Mee was excellent. Um, um, likewise, Katrina Davis and Mairead Kavanagh. And um, Graham Shine could afford the luxury of, of, of um, calling um, Mairead Kavanagh ashore, you know, from the, all of the second half, I think. Yeah. Um, now she had found the net. Um, just, just, just before that. Now, Amy Ryan is another one that 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 is worthy of mention, as as we all know that um, Amy was best known for her goal scoring exploits for the last couple of years. She is now converted into a very, very efficient and competent defender, and um, we saw her in, in, in she was named in attack for both games against London. And against Offaly, but did not line up there. She lined up in the half back line, and she was named from the start by Graham Shine um, to 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 start in 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 the half back line. I, I I thought I thought she was really really um, now she had decent performances against London and Offaly, but I I, I I thought she she really put her hand up to making that position her own. Yeah, now, a bit like Keen Sheehan with the men, just kind of converted yeah. forwards, powerful athletes. 
just able to get an up and down the field and it's working well for Amy and it's working well for Limerick. Yeah, it's working very, working very, very well for Amy and 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 uh, and um, and and working working well for Limerick. Um, now Graham Shine, um, he stripped his bench differently. Um, uh, I I think um, it was very very hard to follow the substitutions that were coming so thick and fast. But I think um, he he of course understand he gave Carol Bateman um, uh, a debut in goal. Now, Sophie Hennessy wasn't used during the game. Now, neither was um, Grania McKenna. I, I, I'm not sure if Mabel Halloran came on or not. I think she possibly did. There was such a raft of substitutes coming on. Sarah Dillon got another run around, uh, uh, run out. NOD, Roisin Highland, Daly Schley. Um, there was a, a six or seven of them there towards, towards the finish. Um, good to see him or can be back. Um Getting getting a run towards the end, so yeah. Look, it's positive, and I, I I'd be quite confident, and I know we'll be talking about it next week, and then probably have more um, delving done into it, Jack. Um, I'd be quite confident enough going going to Kinnegad to play for Ma- to play for Manor. No, yeah, I... that there is no doubt, Jack. Um, let, let's be honest about it. That um, for Manor is going to be a step up. Um, on on what well maybe apart from Offaly but uh, I I I would think that that if 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 you look at Division Four in its totality and its eight teams, Fermanagh and Leitrim were probably the two standout teams. So um, yeah, I think it it'll be a step up, a step up, but it's a game Limerick can win. Yeah, Limerick we'll, we'll be talking about it next week. I think Limerick come to the stage where they can just focus on themselves and uh, see how they're going. Because if they play good enough, they'll they'll beat anyone on ladies football. Two's Midwest, East TU, Dublin in the Lagan Cup final during the week. Iris Canelli was player of the match. She's obviously a key member of this Limerick side. So all the Limerick contingent, uh, well done to them. Um, yeah, just just mentioning mentioning Iris there. Um, um, she she I I thought she was very very good and very very effective against Carlo. And plus the fact that um, Katrina Davis was called ashore um, when she had her job done. And um, Iris took over the free-taking duties very successfully. Yeah, a brilliant, brilliant player for the old Millen. Oh, yeah, but uh, Jack, um, uh, Iris Kennelly hasn't anything to prove to anybody because I I think she's an absolutely fantastic player. And um, I I thought, and it went unnoticed, and it went under the radar that... um, she she got a goal for the ages for all mill against Ballylanders last year in 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 the county semi final. I thought it was absolutely off the charts. Yeah, a, br- a brilliant brilliant player. Um, moving on to Harlan, and we'll finish with the the Limerick Harlan team. But um, Aris Kilrish are back into an All Ireland final. We had said that maybe the back door would suit them, or I suppose not having the pressure of being once champions. It certainly looks that way. Um, Beat presentation at Nray on Monday, and then beat Good Council of New Ross over the weekend. Um, a seven-point victory, two seventeen to sixteen. I think it finished. But a real star to the team, Matt. And I suppose looking back on that Munster final, St. Just Tuller gone now. They were beaten by St. Kieran's. Maybe the emotion of the final went the way of St. Joseph's when you look at it, because this Irish reach team is an exceptionally good um, schools team. Now they are facing the kingpins of this level, 
St. Kieran's College of Kilkenny in the final on St. Patrick's Day. Um, but I suppose just for Ars Kulreish, you're going to see an awful lot of these players down the line in the green jersey and for their own clubs at a senior level. Ah, oh, you are, you are, Jack. They, 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 you know, um, it, it was a it was a very, very good performance, I thought. They, they started poorly and um, they, 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 they were four points down very, very, very early on. But they clawed themselves back. There was no sense of panic or any of that sort of thing. And um, like uh, when she, once Shane O'Brien got the goal, um, um, uh, you got a sense that this is it, that our score were really, really in the groove, you know. Um, they didn't in, in the second half, Jack. Artskull did not concede a score from play. Like um, good counsel were totally dependent on 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 um, um, the free taking of Jack Redmond in the second half. Apart from one free at the end, which was hit by that captain Connor Foley. Um, he, uh, I think Jack. Uh, they ended up with sixteen points. I think Jack Redmond got eleven of them. I think. I think there was possibly ten of them from 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 freeze, so that 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 that, that will give you a sense. Um, it, it it was a very very dominant performance. I I thought by by Ardskull. and once they hit the front and um, by half time, you got a sense that it was going to be a long afternoon in Bancha um, for for good counsel. And um, you know, going into these games, it's 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 very 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 hard to call them because. Um, like you, 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 you see the situation now, and and whereby Tuller won the Doctor Hartley Cup, and they're beaten by St Kieran's, who failed to meet, who failed to reach the Leinster final, and Yovarskol who lost the Hartley Cup, and they beat Good Council who won the Leinster final. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say there was obviously when a team goes out to start the year, obviously you're looking to win your province. And I suppose when you win your province, it's hard to go again. Whereas for Ard School, who were beaten, they're kind of thinking, no, we need to win some silverware. St. Kieran's, who were beaten in the semi final, we're thinking the same. So maybe that's that's what panned out there. We've often seen St. Kieran's win. It's going to be the fourth Crow Cup final for um, Ard School. And Sentians have been their opponents in the previous three and in this one as well. And the record isn't good. But as I said about Limerick and Westmead, Jack, those records are there to be broken. And I saw both games. I saw both um I saw both the Kearns and 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 Tulla game. Um Kearns and Tulla and Artskull and um Good Council. I I I'd be pretty confident, Jack. Yeah, that, 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 that record has to be broken at some stage. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly think that 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 um that that you know art school are well poised to meet to to to, to meet the challenge head on. Like you you saw on on on, on last Saturday, the, the, the big names. Um, you now the Nile Farrell went off at halftime with an injury. He had five points got at that stage. He was a clear minor last year, but we we saw Shane O'Brien taking over the free taking duties. But apart from that. Shane O'Brien was hugely influential and in absolutely fantastic, uh, absolutely fantastic form. My thought Keane Scully really showed why he was a county uh, Limerick minor, as did Vince Harrington. You know, um, yeah. if, if you have the players that you look up to and they perform to the level that those lads did last weekend, you're in a good place. 
And I, I would be confident that the open expanses of Croke Park will, 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 will probably suit him. But more about that next week. Yeah, on St. Patrick's Day at 4 o'clock. So hopefully the parade will be over. It's on TG Car. If you can't go to Dublin, but a huge chance for us players to play in Crow Park. Before we get to the Limerick Hurlers, obviously you will win again, uh, which is great for me as a past, I suppose, the alumni or whatever it's called. They beat DCU last night in the Freshers final um, with just an outrageous team. <laughs> Realistically, you had three intercounty Limerick players. You had Pat Crotty, who was with the, the Clare Seniors. They all played on Sunday, played again last night. Um, Eden Hurley at centre back as a Rose Royce player, even on the bench, the likes of Ronan Lyons, Brian O'Mara, uh, Chris Thomas, who are regulars with these Limerick underage teams, aren't getting a look in. Liam Lynch was injured. Um, I'm sure he would have been starting just riches beyond riches for UL. And all these lads are going into the Fitzgibbon, Fitzgibbon Cup team next year um, for UL, the defending champions. So, really looks well for, for UL, but looks really well for Limerick with the amount of players there. It does, and uh, and um, you know these are fantastic um, competitions, Jack. Is and um, we shouldn't for one one minute um, underestimate the importance of of these competitions in, in the development of players. And we we have, if we're prepared to listen to John Kylie, we've had him saying time out of mind about the importance of the Fitzgibbon Cup, and uh, and we have seen the rounds that he has gone to. It's it, it's just not speak with him uh, because his his actions bear it out. We've seen the rounds he has gone to over the years to accommodate players playing with their colleges. Um, now, of course, he's an ex-college player himself with UCC, but um, you know he 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 stresses the importance of it and he sees the importance of it to to the players in his squad because. You, you could remember about two or three years ago, the amount of Limerick players that were involved in the Fitz, Fitzgibbon Cup check was phenomenal. Mm. And um, we're, we're heading down that we're heading down that road again now. Now there was there there was um, I think there was about five or six Limerick players right. that were on the UCC panel. Actually, more in the UCC panel than there was in the Limerick panel. I think for the Fitzgibbon mm. Cup because. You had the two Boylans and you had Willem Hen and you had Kieran Barry, Patrick Hartnett, Jack Ryan. Um, they, 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 they were all on the, on, on the UCC panel now, uh, Kieran Barry and uh, the, the Boylans um, and Willem Hen got game time. And um, uh, but college went out in the quarter final. But um, yeah, the, 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 more, the more players that get exposure because it's a very, very, very useful stepping stone from playing inter-county minor um, to, you know, um, moving on to, 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 to county senior. It, it, it's, it's, it's a nice stage. You're, you're, you, you're exposed to some great games, some great players, and, um, yeah, they're, they're great competitions. And, um, like, it augurs terrible well for UL. Champions this year. Now I don't know how many of that <clears throat> that team will be available the coming year, but by God, they'll be all looking over their shoulders with the young crew that are coming on. Yeah, they will. I imagine the likes of Colin Coughlin, Colin O'Neill, Adam English, Aidan O'Connor will walk in, into that team next year. But um, remains to be seen. Anyone anyway, that game was was streamed live if you want to, to watch it back. I think Aidan O'Connor got seven, um, four in from play. Adam English got one, two. 
Colin Neal got four, Colin Cockin got two points. Um, just what a team, essentially. But uh onto the senior team, Matt. Um, four games, no wins. Is it time to worry yet? Uh no, I suppose. The answer is no. You're um, more delayed in the reaction there though than you have been in previous weeks with that question. Well, I have. Well, you know, if you look coldly at the record, four games, one draw. But thankfully, the draw was the last time out, which which means that, you know, we're coming close to, to um, hopefully turning the corner. As I said last week, Jack, I, I, I have faith in what John Kiley said and what, what he has been saying for the last number of years, that the day that matters is the day of the first round of the championship. And if, if we're building up towards that, and I... I, I Whilst I was disappointed against Cork because I thought um, uh, I thought there was a certain level of regression from the Galway game against Cork and uh, the game with Cork, um, I, I honestly think that a certain amount of things have got back on on, on track. And and John Kiley, um, you know, he's after the game he summarised he, he summarised what you know what he was seeing was going wrong and the simple things ball going to hand drop balls that's that sort of thing would. He, he he spoke very confidently that come the championship it will it, it, it will be rectified. No, it was a decent game against Clare. Um a good competitive game. Um I, I, I wonder how um um both sides became so score shy on, on the home run. Mm. Um Clare could only muster was at one point in the last 17 minutes. I think Limerick did one better. Yeah. So there were six minutes of additional time. Um, you, you'd have to say there was there was there was a couple of bad misses on both sides, Jack. There was a yeah, it was very characteristic. You know, so um, yeah. Look, it, it's not. It, it would be a worse scenario if we were talking about um, um, four defeats out of four. We have an opportunity, and this is no disrespect to Offaly in a week's time, um, to get back on the horse and, um, you know, get what it would be a precious first win in, 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 in the league and with it, that bit of momentum going into the first round of the championship in Cork. Is there is there anything you saw from Ennis that you're thinking, OK, that's definitely better than Cork, better than Galway, better than Wexford? Yeah, I thought um, I, particularly um, contrasting with the Cork game, uh, I, I, I thought defensively we were beginning to settle down, though we lost Declan Hannon um, and, um, on 30 minutes. And uh, the, that obviously is a worry, but John Kiley said it was just maybe as precautionary. But um, yeah, they, 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 they seem to be settling in. And like you've Kyle Hayes to come back into the team. And um, you've Sean Finn to come back into the team. So, yeah, it's 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 um, um, like um, we look. It it was overall Jack as a team performance. I thought it was better, but mm. not near the standard that they're quite capable of reaching. Yeah, not near the standard they're capable of, and that they're going to have to be for the most championship win Cork. Come to town, but I suppose another thing. But you just, you just, you just. There's, there's a couple of things you wonder just about that. Have a cart peaking too soon? Hopefully. Have they shown too much of their hand to John Kiley and Paul Canuck? 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kyle and Kinnert need to see very much to kind of decipher what you're doing. What I will say for Cork is that we people probably accuse Limerick of peaking early in 2020, and they they kept it up the whole year. Um, last year was a different case, but in 2018 they won the league and won the Ireland that they peaked quite early that year as well. So some team, the Limerick team, has been able to keep it going all year. The worry is that if Cork can keep this this level or even get better that they will definitely be i think they're the number one contenders just ahead of waterford i don't know what, what you're thinking is the, Cork that. Are the number one contenders i think I, will, I would agree with you totally i'm hearing that it's waterford but i just think carker i think they're better just simple as i think they're better than waterford they mightn't be as dogged or determined as waterford but i think they have better stickmen they're always good stickmen but that remains to be seen It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how the league will pan out now, Jack. With the semi-final and final? Semi-final and finals. Like we've got in Wexford um, gone through from our group um, and um, it, it'll be interesting to see who will come at the other side, but you, you, you'd be pretty confident that that, that, that Kilkenny will come come from the other side and possibly possibly Waterford and Dublin are in with a shout. Yeah. They're in the show. I, no, I, I, I think Waterford have to play Kilkenny in the final game. Yeah. And D Dublin have to play Leash. So you would expect to win there for the Dubs. Waterford have a huge scoring difference if it came down to the head to head with Dublin because they drew in the first game. But um, uh, Waterford ran up a massive score against Leash. So it would be a brave man to call it. Even. even I was looking at the table, even there's a possibility, an outside possibility, a dramatic possibility that Kilkenny could possibly move, miss out if they were beaten by um, by Waterford because um, that, that would mean that, that, that they would be marooned on six points. Yeah, and Dublin can get in ahead of them. Dublin and Waterford, um, if were Waterford to beat them and Dublin with the potential to go to seven and Waterford with the potential to go to nine. Yeah, it's not as clear cut as Limerick's group. Limerick's group is done and dusted, as you said. Cork and Wexford will meet in a fairly dead rubber game. This was the winner will top the group. They're not going to mind who they play in a, in a league semi final. The only thing is, Cork are guaranteed another game. Whereas Limerick they're guaranteed aren't. another game, and, and um, they're guaranteed a very, you know, a really, really competitive game because if. Any of those three will, will you know, and it will probably be a neutral venue. Both, both semi-finals, I, I presume, will be nailed on for Turles, maybe, you know. Although they were held in Nolan Park a couple of years ago. But if Kilkenny are, if Kilkenny are out of the mix, Nolan Park would probably come in. Um, or, you know, Tipperary are unlikely to make a check. Yeah, like if you look at those four teams there, um, Cork, last success was the All-Ireland in 05. Wexford obviously won Leinster in 19, but outside of that, haven't won much in the last 20 years. Dublin won Leinster. They won in Ireland in 2000 and what? In, uh, sorry, in 1996. 90s, 96. Dublin won Leinster in 13, but they're all Ireland. Or, or they won the league, I think, at one stage under Anti Daly as well. But And obviously Waterford, their, their search for Ireland goes on. So four teams that will be desperate for a league title, which probably bodes well for Limerick that whoever... Cork play that they will be coming from and might take a bit out of their legs, but that remains to be seen. Waterford won the league as recently as 2015, you know, and I think it was only their second or third league title. They haven't won an All Ireland since um, 
since um, 1959 when they beat the Ukrainian replay. Yeah, um, so all Cork those teams. Cork haven't won the league since 1998. It's just the Kenny have tired of winning the league, and Wexford haven't won it since 1972. Yeah, so they will all be they'll all be desperate to get a bit of silverware and absolutely they'll be going for it. on Limerick, Matt. Um, another week, another red card. Um, I, I say what you want about the incident. For me, it's, it's a red card. Or well, it's definitely a second yellow. It, it's stupid. Um, but it's, I suppose we were all thinking after Hegarty was in Dafkins Callaway that the kind of the indiscipline was out of the system that. You know, a lot of teams go to the edge and then once they go over the edge, they just kind of, they told the line. But for Limerick, that's three reds in a row. It has to be worrying. And like, I mean, they're not, that wasn't the target as an incident. Like it wasn't as if they saw a green jersey and it was red card. It was, it was just a silly, silly foul and Angela deserved to go. But for John Coyley, like, how do you address that? Yeah, I, it's something that can be easily corrected. Um, but because of their current status and um, um, in in the game at the moment, I'm 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 convinced, and perhaps you'll accuse me of having green mist um, through my entire system, not just my eyes at the minute. Is that I I, I think Limerick sin players are more sinned against than sinning. Yeah, um, but you and have to be clever with these things. We go back to the Hegarty incident again, Garod Hegarty, like the, the row was over or the skirmish was over when, when a Galway man reignited it and literally got away with it. And, and you know, he, he called it Garod Hegarty. Yeah. You but know? you have to be, you have to know when the ref is looking and when the ref isn't looking. I know it's not exactly fair, but Aaron, Aaron will know the ref was looking in his direction when that ball went in. Hopefully, yeah, but um, um, you know, Ann has been subjected by opponents uh, to a lot of unwanted attention mm. over the last number of years, and a lot of it is not. I can't. I can't find the way they're doing it in the rule book. Yeah, it, it, like if you if you do something in front of the ref, you're far more likely to get caught than you do in front of an umpire or linesman. Um, because it, it just if it's the ref sees it, he, he will call it. But it's just something that Lyric will have to look at. If they get a man sent off against Cork in Munster, they're gonna pay for it because Cork will run will run you around the place. Um the same oh, way anything. Absolutely, you you need absolutely everybody on board uh, the day you go down to the white spaces of Farky Cueve because Cork are going to run it anywhere. Yeah. But if 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 if, if they've only 14 to run it against, they they they, they will really go to town you. Yeah, and the weekly question then about our number 15. We had um, Adam English um, get his full debut and Carl O'Neill start in the corner. Graham Mulcahy came on um, for Cork. Which way do you see that position going? I still stick with Graham Mulcahy. You, I presume you would expect him to be starting against Offaly. Yeah, I, I think he'll probably start against Offaly. Yeah. Adam English didn't do anything wrong. He got a spectacular point. Yeah, brilliant. You know, absolutely fantastic score. You know, full credit to him um, to take it on. And and um, no, I I I still think that John Kiley will go for the tried and trusted Graham Mulcahy. Yeah, I to be honest though, I think I think it's Colin O'Neill's position to lose now. Um, 
I think he's probably outperformed Tom Morrissey as well at wing forward. But um, you know, Tom will bring you on Championship Day. You wouldn't be worried about him. But I think Colin Neal will probably be corner, but come out kind of like what people get to share the time. Leave Galan and Flanagan inside. Um, look, Kylie knows better than you or I, but. There is good, there is good, um, there's good options there. And when the team is slowing, whoever you put in that number 15 jersey, whether it be Graham Mull or Colin O'Neill or Adam English or whoever, they, they will flourish with the ball that comes in. But it is intriguing to, to see. Do you think that Kylie will go with his championship 15 for Offaly, knowing that there is a, a window afterwards? I, I, I think he'll probably go on as near as possible to it because. There's, there's going to be no serious competitive game between that and Cork other than in-house games. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll go as close as possible to it. I suppose we'll talk about the Offaly game more um, next week coming into it. One thing that I suppose is one positive is that Mike Casey made the bench. Yeah. which that, was... that, 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 that absolutely was a huge positive. You asked me earlier on what were the positives coming out of Ennis. Um uh, that 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 was certainly one huge positive. Great, great, absolutely fantastic to see Mikey back. Yeah, just you know, dark um, Nobody brings to the table, and we, as a player, we know the type of competition he's going to bring to the full back line. Yeah, that's like see, you have Barry Ashton, Morrissey, Sean Finn, Rich English, and Mike Casey. Five doesn't go into three, and that's why I'm thinking. We could see someone push up the field, either Nash or, or Kyle or someone. Um, I think we will see it at some stage. Just with the the, the, the riches in the full back line, um, just all all stars. I said, like I know Mike doesn't actually have an all star, but twice nominated. I think in eighteen he should have got it. But um, there's a lot of options there at one end of the field. At the other end, we're not quite so sure. But um, it, it definitely a huge positive to see to see Mike back because. If you don't want to see anyone missing through injury and a recurring injury, then is all the more disheartening. So um, a huge bonus for him and a bonus for Napiershig for when they get back into action to have Mike Casey at the heart of the fence. Um, a huge bonus for Limerick. Yeah, it's a huge bonus for everyone and for him himself, um, who has obviously been working very hard to get back to, to this level. Um, an hour and six on the clock, but I'd say we might leave it there. We obviously have huge... Jack, I can't help but notice... And our viewers will notice that you have a guitar in the background. <laughs> uh, have, yeah. have you plans to regale us with a song before we leave our tune? I, I'd say I brought it out your covers, and it was I learned in, in TY, um, but I have no rhythm. I have no rhythm in my body whatsoever. I could my left hand is grand to I don't know use to put the chords into action, but the right hand for strumming is no good. I just have no rhythm. And anyone that has seen me play or attempt to play or heard me singing knows that I can't do either. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll leave you off in that regard. If Limerick, if Limerick went out under All-Ireland, um, I'll, learn, I'll learn some sort of song, maybe something from the Cranberries or something. But yeah. that's, a, that's a while away, Matt. And you'll have, to, you'll have to regale us with a tale as well. But, um, your, your, your only rendition is the, that one of the one the cow died of. <laughs> well, I, I know the... Dear old Belly Steen as well. Um, for anyone that hasn't heard it, lovely song. Um, Richie O'Shea on YouTube, Dear Old Belly Steen. Um, any of my friends will have heard it far too many times than they, they care to admit. But yeah, we have um, actual games to forward to. We have two Camogie games on Saturday and obviously that big one in the football 
on Saturday evening, and then we have the Milford 10K on Sunday afternoon. So don't forget to register for that. Get your tickets in advance for all those games. And everyone listen, a huge thank you. And to you as usual, Matt, a huge thanks. And we'll be in touch soon. You're welcome, Jack. The impression again, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth the goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth the goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the World Court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.